0: I'm going to ask you the one question everybody wants to know, Brian O'Donovan. How are you? Right.
1: You must be wrecked. I'm hanging on in there. Yeah, yeah. Lots of coffee. I could have uh, shares taken out in coffee plantations at this stage. The amount you of need to be sponsored by veins. a coffee company. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Maxwell White House. A just came up with that, Jackie. <laughs> trademark. There you go. More importantly, Jackie Fox. The bigger question is. Mother of mercy How many views Has your wonderful video Had online I can tell you As of broadcast time I just had a look And it's up to about Six million views And for those who don't know Out there Jackie Fox Along with some colleagues That I'm going to get you To name check in a minute Because I'm not sure Who who did it with you Made this most beautiful Wonderful End montage Video sequence That ended the 6-1 news uh, The 9 o'clock news rather On uh, Saturday night After Joe Biden Had been announced And it was a beautiful Beautiful piece of video. It has gone viral. It has been tweeted around the world. Tell me a bit about it. It's
0: insane. So obviously, uh, on Saturday, yes, because today is Sunday. Um, we had an extended one o'clock. Uh, I know. Yeah, the same. I need to stop and think. What day are we? <laughs> yeah, an extended six uh, one news. So we were on for the full hour yesterday, as you know well, Brian. But then, because I think winning streak isn't on, um, and the timings are a bit skewed with RT One, we were on at twenty to nine um, for the nine o'clock news last night. The not nine o'clock news. So once the six one ended at seven. You know, we had a very quick turnover for the nine o'clock news, but very aware that things had to be different because it was so close in time from the six o'clock to the nine o'clock. We had to stir things up and they said, what about a rapper? And I was brought back to our episode of States of Mind where we played the clip of of Joe Biden reading one of Seamus Heaney's poems. And it just encapsulates everything about Joe Biden, his love for Ireland, his love for for poetry his love for Irish poetry but the narrative throughout the whole thing I think explains his life it explains his career so we got to work and thankfully we got it done in time and I think it took 18 minutes to render so Clina Higgins and Maeve Keary, two video editors here in RTE News worked on it um with me and rendering is you know when you mix down a video so you you prep it yeah, before when you loads of
1: graphics and stuff yeah exactly. when it, it loads it of time. graphics yeah,
0: loads yeah. of effects and it takes time to mix all that down that took 18 minutes so technically we had an hour to Good do distance. it yeah but the reaction has been phenomenal yeah, it really yeah, has yeah.
1: For anybody who hasn't seen it Go on to YouTube Or go online And have a look at it And it's as you said It's it's a, this Seamus Heaney poem The Cure of Troy mm-hmm. Which has the very famous line Of hope and history rhyme And it's just really well edited And there's fire on the Thanks, mountain Brian. And you show a shot Of a, a big protest And you know Taking on enemies and foes And there was a shot Of Donald Trump It was really well made I have to say It's been retweeted By loads of celebrities Here in the US It has had millions of views It's really gone viral And I think we should maybe Just play a little bit now Of Joe Biden Reading that Seamus Heaney poem
2: Human beings suffer They torture one another. They get hurt and get hard. No poem or play or song can fully right the wrong, inflicted and endured. History says, don't hope on this side of the grave. But then, once in a lifetime, the long forward tidal wave of justice can rise up and hope and history rhyme. Hope for a great sea change on the far side of revenge. Believe that a further shore is reachable from you. Believe in miracles and healing wells. Call miracles self-healing and utter self-revealing double-take of feeling. If there is a fire in the mountain or lightning in a storm then God speaks from the sky, means someone is hearing the outcry and the birth cry of a new life in its turn. It means once in a lifetime that justice can rise up and hope and history rhyme.
1: From RTE News, this is is states of mind. This administration has shown it will tear our democracy
2: down. You won't be safe in Joe Biden's America. It's hard to get any word in with this clown. I'm not here to call out his lies. Everybody knows he's a liar. In 47 months, I've done more than you've done in 47 years, Joe. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire, inside a train wreck.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet. To come! Your U.S. election 2020 podcast.
1: With Brian O'Donovan in Washington.
0: And Jackie Fox in Dublin. Today. CBS News is now projecting former Vice President Joe Biden will be the 46th President of these United States.
2: If you count the illegal votes, they can try to steal the election from us. The people of this nation have spoken of victory for... We, the people, we've won with the most votes ever cast from a presidential ticket in the history of the nation.
0: Right, so we have already used no show like a Joe show, but I have got some other puns at the ready. I warn you, Brian, these are actually really Go terrible and not even this week presenter, Justin McCarthy, <laughs> who's the king of puns, could get behind these.
1: Uh, pun master extraordinaire, yes.
0: Definitely not me, anyways. All systems, Joe. Oh my God, the silence is killing me. Never had it, Joe good. Oh God, Brian, A Joe Brainer. Joe rest for the wicked. That's all I've got. That's, all, that's I
1: like that one. Joe rest for the wicked.
0: Joe rest for the wicked.
1: Over it. Justin McCarthy, a great man for puns. I know Justin years. We're good friends. We are both tall, bald, cork men, devilishly <laughs> handsome, Jackie Fox. Therefore, we get mixed up all the time. And we had a running joke years ago when Enda Kenny was the Taoiseach. He thought both of us were Justin McCarthy. So he would always call me Justin and always call Justin Justin. <laughs> oh and it was always very funny when we were both at the same press conference and you could see the confusion <laughs> in Enda Kenny's eyes. Why am I seeing double? Who are all these reporters who look like Which
0: the one same? are but, uh, you? No,
1: great for the puns. And yeah. Yeah, let's go with Joe. Rest for the wicked. Okay,
0: that's going to be the title of this podcast. Fair enough. So it is all over. Well, kinda. We're it's all over after months and months of this podcast. Brian, Joe Biden is president elect of the United States. What a ride
1: the last week has been. Riding with Biden, as we've discussed before, which is one of his campaign slogans. Oh, by the way, I have a bumper sticker for you you that says "Riding with Biden." That I'm. pop in the mail to you yeah thank absolutely. you very much yeah, no, no no, problem at all yeah so uh it's all over or it's all about to begin i don't know whichever way you want to look at it
0: how are things in washington dc brian where you are you know on the news we've been seeing crowds on the streets uh which are phenomenal scenes it but it's a different mood on those streets compared to four years ago
1: yeah so i was at the white house yesterday saturday As the news was breaking and all week since the election had taken place, there's been small groups of Biden supporters. Were you there when the news broke?
0: Were you there when the news broke?
1: Yeah. So we were there anyway, getting ready for the six o'clock news. And then the small group that was there, of course, erupted in cheers. And then it was bizarre, Jackie. It was like out of nowhere. These crowds and crowds and crowds of Biden people just started appearing. It's like they were waiting. (laughs) And they flooded into the Black Lives Matter Plaza, which is the street in front of the White House. And they were banging pots and pans. They were ringing bells. One man had a huge gong. And right before I went live onto the six month news, he went bong next to me. It was like an added little angelus, a little bonus angelus before I went live. It was bizarre. Yeah, and there was this great atmosphere. Everybody was celebrating. Everybody was very happy. And I spoke to some of those who gathered outside the White House. You're out at the White House today, minutes after the Joe Biden victory has been announced. What are your thoughts?
2: This is awesome. This whole gathering, everybody's very peaceful, but everybody's very happy and celebrating for our new president. So it's a great thing for the American people right now. It's a wonderful day for D.C. It's a wonderful day for America. I
1: think uh, there's a sigh of relief in this city. And, uh, you know, you see young kids out here and I I think I look at them and I think it's going to be a a better country for them as we move forward. So I think it's celebratory and and people are happy and and it's a great day for America. Do you think Donald Trump will accept this result? Well, I don't think he has a choice, um, but uh, he will. I don't think he'll do it gracefully the American people have resoundingly rejected the cruelty and sadism of Trump. But will he go without a fight or will he take it to the courts? I don't believe that Trump will concede, but as a lawyer, I can say that his lawsuits have absolutely no merit. He will fail, not even the Supreme Court will save him, and he will be gone on January 20th.
0: Brian, they all sound so happy after a dramatic week that everyone around the world has had. And that is because of what we talked about before on this podcast, the red mirage and the blue shift, the foundation of all of these, all of the drama. Initially, it looked like Donald Trump was ahead. And that was the situation the last time we spoke on this podcast. But once those postal votes started to roll in, Things changed. We've seen it in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. On Wednesday afternoon, Donald Trump held a strong lead of over 370,000 votes over Joe Biden. That narrowed to around 180,000, with still around 1 million ballots uncounted. Then on Friday, I think it was Friday, the situation flipped and Joe Biden just raced ahead.
1: The eyes of the world are on
2: Pennsylvania, Philadelphia in particular. Breaking news this minute. For the first time since polls close, the Democratic candidate, Joe Biden, has taken the lead in the key state of Pennsylvania.
1: Uh, We just got some batch from Philadelphia and you see what it just did. Uh, Joe Biden is now in the lead by 5,500 votes. (laughs) the Red Mirage and the Blue Shift like competing discos in Bundoran you could imagine (laughs) wasn't it kind of a nightclub name to both of those I know it's not great and it was interesting to see that everybody had spoken about I know, everybody had spoken about the red mirage and the blue shift. And we all knew this was going to happen, that Donald Trump would get the big on-the-day in-person vote and it would look like he was doing well. And then Joe Biden's vote would flood in in the postal votes. What was bizarre to see was the shock and the surprise from Donald Trump, who Mm -hmm. kept talking about, why is this happening? I don't understand it. How is this possible? I was in the lead. That lead is now miraculously disappearing. And it was, well, there's nothing miraculous about it. This is what everybody has been saying all along. Mm -hmm. And the reason, by the way, Donald Trump, none of your supporters voted, by mail is because you told them not to and you told them to turn up on the day and go to the polling station.
0: I think people are still wondering though and trying to wrap their head around why on earth did it take so long to count all of these ballots? The world was losing patience at different stages.
1: Yeah, I thought it was interesting. You see, we are used to US elections being really quick because you fill out your form. You do. It is paper voting here in the US, but you sort of tick the box or you fill in the square and then it's fed into a machine. So it's sort of, it is electronic really. So it's very quick. Mm. So usually we get results on the night. Of course, that didn't happen this time around. And I thought it was an interesting insight into the different types of votes that are out there. Of course, there's the mail-in ballot. That's the big one that everybody was talking about. That took longer to count. But then as the counts were going on and on and the numbers were being whittled down, they started talking about the provisional ballot, which was a very Interesting one, Jackie. This is one where, let's say, you turned up to the polling station on the day and you didn't have the right ID, or you'd already ordered a postal ballot and now you'd wanted to vote in person, or you didn't have your address, proof Mm -hmm. of address with you. They will allow you to vote, but they'll put you in the maybe pile. They won't count your vote yet. And in a few days' time, they will look at your vote again. They will make sure you're not trying to cheat. They will make sure you didn't try to vote twice. And they will telephone you and they will say, OK, you didn't have your ID on the day. You can come down now. And that was the most fascinating report on one of the networks on Friday night. Huge long line of voters outside a count centre in Nevada who had been called to come down and cure their vote. That's what it's called. So you come down with your ID or the bit of paper or whatever document you were missing on election day that made your vote questionable. You turned up a few days later to verify your vote to cure your vote and make sure it was counted. We also saw a situation where there was lots of votes coming in from abroad. Military, diplomats, they took a little bit longer. And again, you reach a point with these counts where for the networks to make projections, every vote does not have to be counted. And of course, all the votes are not counted. Counting is still going on everywhere. But you reach a critical mass where a candidate is mathematically impossible that they will catch up. The problem was that because of the mail-in ballots, the provisional ballots, the foreign ballots, and this new territory we were in, none of the networks were confident enough to say, okay, there's still a 1,000 foreign ballots in Georgia, but we know full well Donald Trump won't win any of them, so we're calling it for Joe Biden. Nobody was willing to do that this time around. They wanted to be really, really careful and wait and wait and wait until they were very sure before they made those calls. CNN projects Joseph R. Biden Jr. is elected the 46th president of the United States.
2: The Fox News decision desk can now project that former Vice President Joe Biden will win Pennsylvania and Nevada, putting him over the 270 electoral votes he needs. Winning the White House and denying President Trump a second term.
0: You were talking about the counting there and watching the coverage. I loved, I absolutely loved how the US networks like CNN were like, these election workers, these officials are Americans staying overnight to count these ballots they are amazing people and I'd say Irish journalists and election workers in Ireland were watching with great amusement and thinking back to their experiences in an Irish general election 2 a.m in a hall in the middle of nowhere with no heat on day three of count number 974 with a soggy takeaway in front of them to keep them going
1: absolutely (laughs) We've all been there as journalists covering this as well. The Irish vote can go on for days and days and days and nights and nights and nights and you're waiting for the candidate to be eliminated and this person on the first preference vote and the second preference vote and all that kind of thing. And I found it interesting as well that sometimes they would show these interior shots of these American count centres. Some of them looked just like the RDS. or yeah. the the Or the, the, the hotel in Castle Bar or whatever. You know, they had a very Irish count centre look and vibe to them. So certainly, yeah, for the Irish viewer, I think this election had a lot of similarities to our own.
0: In all seriousness, though, though Brian, at those can centres, we saw protests, too, while all those ballots were being counted, um, calls to count every vote or calls in some st- in some areas to stop the count. This was a prime example of the divide in the United States, because at the end of the day, Donald Trump got 70 million votes and counting. This wasn't a landslide victory for Joe Biden.
1: Donald Trump had a fantastic election. He held on to the big states like Texas, Florida, Ohio, Iowa, states that we were told could be under major threat and there could have been this blue wave washing over him, forcing him out of office. It didn't happen. He got an amazing vote. 71 million votes. In any other election, that would be an absolute landslide. Mm. It was the second most votes of any candidate ever, second only, though, to Joe Biden. So he lost out. You can understand his frustration. He's not letting go. He's not showing any signs of conceding. But he did have a fabulous election. But you touched on something there about the count centres and the protesters turning up. And I think that's where it got nasty and worrying. There was a count centre in Arizona and some of them turned up and some of the protesters were armed. You had count centre managers talking about how, oh, we have additional security. You had count centre staff talking about how they were worried and they were afraid. That's the bad side here. That's the downside. Fortunately, so far, we haven't seen any major violent incidents or any major disruption like that. But that is the divisiveness here. That is the negative part of it, that when you are targeting count centres, something is wrong in your country if you feel this is where you need to go. And you spoke about how some of the protesters were chanting, count all the votes, count all the votes. Others were chanting, stop the count. And within the Donald Trump orbit, in some states where he was losing, he was saying stop the count. And then in a state like Arizona, where he was increasing the vote, he was perfectly happy to say, keep counting.
0: You touched on it there as well, Brian. People seemed surprised by Donald Trump's response to this red mirage that we're calling it. But Donald Trump has been sowing the seeds of doubt in this election since the beginning of the pandemic, when states were looking at alternatives to voting in person. And Hillary Clinton flagged this and his reaction to losing during the debates in 2016. You know, every time Donald thinks things are
2: not going in his direction, he claims whatever it is is rigged against him. He lost the Iowa caucus. He lost the Wisconsin primary. He said the Republican primary was rigged against him. Then Trump University gets sued for fraud and racketeering. He claims the court system and the federal judge is rigged against him. Uh, there was even a time when he didn't get an Emmy for his TV programme three years in a row and he started tweeting that the Emmys were rigged. Should have gotten it. This,
0: <laughs> this is a mindset. This is, this is how Donald thinks. And it's funny, but it's also really troubling. So none of this really is surprising and Joe Biden knows he has a lot of unifying to do. It was a major part of his speech on Saturday, Saturday night.
1: I know yeah we need to time check okay, our days we we're, we're yeah. all we're all so sleep deprived right now. Yeah, it was a good speech. He did his usual Joe Biden run. Did you see he ran onto the stage at the start. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden loves to do a little run to prove, yes, I'm in my 70s but I can still run. I have to say so I liked your little tweet stage.
0: to that the, the hey, ra- yeah, hey. yeah. What, but running to the- uh,
1: I said he he after a successful run for the White House. Run for the White House. The stage, that was it. It was very good. Run. So yeah, he um gave a good speech. I thought it was strong, very very uh, powerful, emotional speech he said to the Donald Trump supporters. I've been there. I've lost a lot of elections in my time. I know how you feel. But, you know, don't worry, I'm here for you. I'm going to be a unifying president. And then he said to his own supporters, he said, don't look at the Donald Trump supporter as our enemy. We are all Americans.
2: But now, let's Let's give each each other other a chance. chance. It's time to put away the harsh rhetoric. Lower the temperature. See each other again. Listen to each other again. And to make progress, we have
1: to stop treating our opponents as our enemies. Thought it was a good speech, got a good reaction generally. And Kamala was impressive too, Jackie. You chose hope and unity, decency, science, and yes,
0: truth. How the unity is built, though, I think it really depends on the Republican Party, whether or not they stand by Donald Trump and push his agenda forward into the future, even though he isn't in office. Donald Trump, he may not have been elected, but Trumpism still exists. And remember, the Republican Party didn't adopt a party platform during its Republican National Convention this year. The question is, how is the Republican Party going to court those 70 million voters? Is it going to carry Trump's message forward?
1: Is it going to carry Trump forward? Mm. Remember, technically, Donald Trump himself could run in 2024. And at this exact moment in time, you might be looking at this going, hang on, here's a guy that managed to get 71 million votes. Would we be mad not to run him again in 2024? Now, of course, four years is an eternity in politics. So God only knows what could change in that time. For people out there wondering, can he run again? The answer is yes, you are allowed to be elected twice. So yes, he could run again. So... Will he take that message? Will he take his 71 million voters, followers, and go again in four years' time? There are other names already being talked about. Some of his children, Donald Trump Jr. Also, Tucker Carlson, who's a very famous Fox News host here. Quite Trumpian, quite on that side. Lots of talk that maybe he could be a candidate. So, yeah. Questions for the Republican Party, but this was not a disastrous election for them by any means. They may have lost the White House, but they did well in the House of Representatives. Uh, They won't get the House of Representatives, but they certainly eroded the Democrat majority. And it looks at this stage like they might hold on to the Senate.
0: Do you think it's realistic that Republicans will work with Joe Biden? Because Joe Biden, as we know, spent decades with some of those top Republicans in Congress, and he was known for crossing the aisle and working with them. There is hope there that they could find common ground and unity within that history.
1: Yes. I mean, we always talk about Joe Biden um, as this career politician, 47 year political career. Donald Trump used that as a negative against him. He said, I've done more in 47 months than you've done in 47 years. You are the Washington swamp. You are the problem. You are the establishment. You are old politics. The good bit about that for Joe Biden, though, is yes, as you said, he knows all these senators. He knows how the Senate works and he has experience of crossing the aisle and making deals and working with the opposition. So maybe, but look, he's going to have his work cut out for him. He is going to have a House of Representatives, yes, controlled by the Democrats, but with a diminished majority. Doesn't look like he's going to have Republicans and he's going to have 71 million Donald Trump voters out there who don't like him a whole pile.
0: It really is a turning point for both sides because the Democrats, they have a lot of thinking to do as well in this. They lost ground with the Latino vote in Florida and didn't get the landslide vote that they were expecting or hoping for either.
1: Yeah, I I think the Miami-Dade County, Florida is that Democrat moment that, okay, we need to, we need to, we have a problem here. We need to look at something here. And this was if people were following the election results count by count by count on the night, that was a worrying point for Joe Biden. That was the low point when the Miami-Dade vote came in. It wasn't strong enough. He hadn't appealed to the Latino American community in the numbers that they did. Joe uh, Donald Trump had done a very good job, you see, of portraying Joe Biden as a socialist. And many of the Latin American countries, maybe Cuba, Venezuela, they would have seen that as very, very negative and something that they wanted to avoid. He did a good job there and it raised a lot of questions for the Democrats.
0: From the Latinos to the Irish. What I loved throughout this is Ireland's newfound love for US networks and their coverage of US elections People over here were glued to their television screens over the last week. And the tweets, Brian, were hilarious.
1: Oh, they were brilliant. And John King, uh, the CNN guy who does the big wall, he does the big screen. Yeah, a lot and of love for him. the number cruncher. He's really good. Yeah, a lot of love for him. Loads of people tweeting about that. Uh, a general coming together. I think Ireland was just so interested and obsessed with this election. CNN was running throughout the night. So you had situations where... Maybe there wasn't a lot of Americans watching at a certain point because it was the middle of the night in the US, but my goodness me, it was being picked up in Europe. And yeah, a huge amount of love for the American coverage, certainly from the Irish audience.
0: And you said it, John King, a Connemara man, would you believe? Up the West, I think he was bombarded with tweets asking about his Irishness. Um, I think it was the creator of Derry Girls tweeted him at one point and asked, was he Irish? Because he's from Dorchester in Boston, an Irish-American stronghold. And his response was always...
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another man who's proud of his Irish roots going along the the, the Joe Biden line. A nice Irish-American vibe definitely over the last few days.
0: I'm sure the guys on The Late Late Show are frantically trying to get him on the show at the moment. So where does this all go from here, Brian? As we record this podcast, Donald Trump hasn't conceded, but he ceases to be president on January 20th, 2021. What happens From now until then.
1: So it's interesting you see he hasn't conceded. He doesn't technically have to concede if he doesn't want to. There's nothing in the Constitution that says the loser has to concede. He, if he wants, can go on fighting legal battles. He can go on arguing. He can go on disputing. But a process will now start moving in to train that will lead to the eventual transition of power. So all vote counting will now have to be completed then you're going to have a meeting of electors remember we spoke about the electoral college that meeting takes place on the first monday after the second wednesday in december which this year will fall on the 14th of december the electors meet from their respective states, they will cast their votes for President and Vice President on separate ballots. Then, on January 6th, these votes will be counted in a joint session of Congress. The Vice President, Mike Pence, as President of the Senate, will preside over the count before announcing the results of the vote. The electoral process will then finally conclude on January 20th, when Joe Biden takes the oath of office and is officially sworn in as President of the US.
0: So, Brian, we are not going anywhere just yet with this podcast. Uh, There is so much to talk about after the dust settles and after we get some sleep. Joe Biden and his relationship with Ireland, what that means for Ireland, what that means for the world. Uh, Donald Trump's legacy. We have so much to talk about.
1: We do. And I think we have all now come to realise that the thing that won this entire election... For Joe Biden. I know what you're gonna say. Was the,
0: what, you know, know what's coming. I know what you're it gonna was, say. It
1: was it was it was it was the highlight of his campaign. Our listeners have been loving this song. I managed to get it into the 6-1 news one night actually as well. It is the cast a vote for Biden, Irish American theme tune. It was a big campaign song, and if you ask me, Jackie, this is what secured him, the White House. <laughs>
2: My old 20
1: year old one, do you remember? Come this fall, one and all will be voting in November. You have a voice, make a choice for our country and our children, build the way to a better day. Cast to vote for pride Tis a year old one to old one. Why is there such division? Isn't it clear we shouldn't fear or tolerate division? We have the points, make a choice for a country and a children. the way to a better day. Has to vote for Biden.